On this episode of Tech Talks Business, I speak with Chuck Thornton, Managing Partner at Virginia Beach Sportsplex and Hometown Sports Management. Chuck, thank you so much for joining me on Take Talks Business. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to sit down and talk to me and uh, give us a little bit of background about hometown sports management and uh, sportsplex. And, and I say sportsplex in, in a very narrow term because there's so much more to it than that. But um, And we'll get into that. But um, for those who may not know you, um, can you give everybody a little bit of background as far as your, your professional history and kind of what brought you from... Um, where you were locally to, to here at uh, the Sportsplex. Yeah, Tate, thank you. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Portsmouth, and I was a big fan of sports. And so as you see, as you commented on the sports memorabilia, when I was a young kid, one of my buddies, his grandfather, was in charge of the Sports Hall of Fame, the old Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. So over on down at the uh, the, the uh municipal center yeah and so we used to go there uh, all the time and just kind of go through and look at the old ace parker and chandler harper and <laughs> and i i think i think it just ingrained in, into me so yeah. when i opened up hometown heroes uh which was our that was our first business we opened up hometown hero sports pub back in 96 wow. we had all these different lockers and all these different items and, and it all just featured local sports so i've been a sports enthusiast all my life and you know i've done i worked the pit when i was a kid i was a ball boy oh yeah i worked uh you know we worked the sidelines for for high school games when we were young kids playing rec ball and all the way up to umpiring and of course i went to longwood when i went to longwood got into intramurals and ran intramurals and and so got to meet a lot of great people at longwood a lot of my fraternity brothers and friends are all now coaches and athletic directors. Oh, cool. You know, that's Longwood's uh, notoriety is to spit out all the teachers and, and all the sports, <laughs> all the sports uh, people in the, in the yeah. area. And so it was a good, uh, it was a good fit. And, cool. you know, we got out of school in uh, 96, me and a fraternity brother of mine. Yeah. We were living on Shore Drive, waiting tables and working at a variety of places and just looked at the idea of opening a sports bar. And it was... Uh, you know, at that point in time, there wasn't a lot of them. Yeah. There was, you know, you know, CP Shuckers had just started and AJ Gators had just started. And, wow. and so Hometown Heroes kind of uh, uh, just developed. Okay. And we, we did real well. We kind of caught lightning in a bottle. Two guy, a guy from Richmond and a guy from Portsmouth that nobody knew who either one of us were. <laughs> and, you know, and we took a place that everybody said was going to fail. Now, was that on Shore Drive? That's the first. So now it's a Chicho's. Okay. But it's the little place in the back. Yeah. Over off of uh, uh, right there at Shore Drive, right before you get to Shore Break in the shopping center. Yep. And it was just a little place in the back. And we ended up a few years later selling it to uh, to JP at the Smokehouse. And he turned it into the Smokehouse. And he made it a lot nicer than the old hometown was. <laughs> but uh, we had the, uh, you know, we did really well. And within a year, we had the uh, uh, luck to partner up and move up front. It was Frankie's Place for Ribs. Okay. And the late Frank Bauman yeah. and the late Eddie Garcia, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Gilardi and Andrea uh, Kilmer, they all yeah. own that location out front. And they, they sold it to us and financed it for us and helped us out. And, and we moved to a bigger location and, 
and it really worked out for us. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. Uh, we then identified this po- this area yeah. because the sportsplex was built here and all the softball teams were over here because the old PA Park was where Centera was. Yeah. So we put our second restaurant over here, not right across from TCC, yes. over on Princess Sand Road. Yep. And so as you look at the memorabilia and all the things that are back here, our business model was to sponsor just all local sports. Gotcha. So we had season tickets to the Tides and to the Admirals and to any, you know, as you see, we did the Rhinos ticket drive, you know, but when oh, we yeah. were going to get the NHL Rhinos, yes. we did the, the before they became the Nationals, yeah. we were trying to get the pro baseball team, you know, yep. Summerdike and his partner, and we did a ticket drive for them. Wow. We had the uh, Nighthawks, which was Kenny Easley and Bruce Smith and the Nighthawks, which yeah. was an indoor arena team. Of course, we sponsored all the soccer that was down here at Sportsplex. Yeah. You know, the, the Mariners. The Mariners. The, the Piranhas. Yeah. So, you know, we really got, you know, in into sports or into yeah. local sports by partnering with and sponsoring pretty much everything that went on. That's cool. And we had the, uh, you know, at that point in time, we were young and we had the dream of putting hometown heroes everywhere. Yeah. So we went over to Chesapeake and we went to Great Bridge, which was a tremendous market. Yeah. Again, another location that people told us, don't go to Great Bridge. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not, but the people, they, they were, they're such sports enthusiasts. Yeah. We partnered up. Uh, Stevie Martin was the head coach back then in the wrestling program. Oh, Did yeah. a lot of stuff with him before he went to ODU. Yep. Um, we had Rob and I, my fraternity brother, he and I opened hometown. We, uh, we had a lot of fraternity brothers in college that wrestled. So they had okay. done some stuff with Coach Martin over uh, well. years ago with his camp. And so it's just funny, you know, as being an entrepreneur and being in sports, yeah. you're being in any kind of business. It's yeah. funny to see how things kind of come around and who connects with who and how you can help out fellow business owners that start the same time you start. Yeah. And, and you know, we look back at, you know, I mean, we opened in 96 and, and we got all the way up to four restaurants and wow. it was, you know, it was a, it was an exciting time. It yeah. really was. And. And again, back then, you know, you got, we had Jerry Frostick from J&A. Yeah. He opened a little, he had a little running store right over there in Great Neck. He used to come in on Tuesday nights and they'd get a 25 pizzas and a keg of beer because they would get done training for their, for their triathlons. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Tautogs opened up the same, Bill Gambrell and Scott wow. opened up the same time. We used to go to restaurant auctions and look at different equipment and stuff for our places. The guys from Shuckers, again, they opened up around the same time. The guys from Gators. And for what people might think about how we were competitors, we actually always worked together behind the scenes. I mean, Al and Jeff were always great to work with. Mark and Matt and Heather were always great to work with. It just, it it made a, it's a neat camaraderie of local businesses that, you know, kind of start and get, get there up at the same time. And do you feel like, the sports aspect of it helped kind of make that even easier just because you all, it wasn't just on the food and beverage side, but it was that sports connection that you guys all had kind of this common love as yeah. well. Well, you know, we, we got lucky the, uh, when sports, when we opened up our first hometown, it went from the old big dishes Oh, yeah. Remember winners, and I used to have those huge satellites. <laughs> yeah, the size of a small right, car. Yeah, yeah. We, we timed it to where, Direct TV just came out, and that ah. kind of saved us. And we 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 designed it the way we wanted to go hang out with yeah. somewhere. Yeah, we were lucky enough to hire a kid named Joey Flowers, 
okay. who has left the area, but we recently saw in diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, no He's way. down in Key Largo doing really well. Good kid, great, great food. So wow. we, that's what that was our model. Yeah. So give them good service, give them good food, you know, try to accommodate and make and make the place, you know, it, it's where, you know, back then it was before the big man dens and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We tried to create that for them. And that's so, cool. wow. and it worked, it, it yeah. worked, you know, and it, it, it ended up getting to the point where, like I said, we had four locations. Wow. And then we pivoted and decided opening up more and more locations for a restaurant, it's tough. Yeah. That's, you know, as a business owner, yeah. you can't be everywhere at once. And yeah. to try to keep that consistency and to keep that product the way that you want to keep it, I, I applaud these guys. I, Al and yeah. Jeff, how they're still, they have 10, 15 restaurants. I yeah. mean, and, and it's consistent. I've been in a lot of them. Yeah. And they do, they do a great job. Um, and so it was uh, one of those things that we just said, you know, there was an opportunity here at Sportsplex, and we kind of jumped on that. That's cool. So, so how did that come about? Because it is a unique um, partnership. Because it's it's not one where you just you as a as an individual or you as an ownership group just go out and and build something and manage it and own it. It's something where it. it already existed because of the city and the municipality ar arrangement um so how did that whole thing come about and and uh and get you to where we are now which is is much bigger than i think some people probably even realize yeah well it, it's funny because we did sponsor everybody down here and we had at the end of the games the, all the mariners ownership group used to come over and shoot pool and hang out and <laughs> all the piranhas and the semi-pro football teams and, yeah and so we get, we were real familiar with the the venue. Yeah, we had actually hosted uh, back in two thousand six, I believe. There was an international field hockey event. Yeah, and we came out and we set up and did the VIP. Uh, we did the food for the suites. Oh. We set up all the alcohol. We did a, we did a lot of catering for it, gotcha. and we did a lot of uh, a, a, you know a lot of their food and beverage gotcha. and their concessions for. So you they, were really familiar with the whole setup, so, even yeah. Before you got into, we actually the had the concessions permit for the uh, sportsplex in the gotcha. year before we took over management. Okay, to kind of get a feel for, you know, because we had been to a lot of games and, yeah. and there was a lot of mom and pop concessionaires that were trying to run the sportsplex and they were running into difficulties of not as many events so they uh, so gotcha. you know they didn't back then they had dial up so you, you couldn't use a credit card to buy food <laughs> you had uh wow. you had yeah they they had i mean whenever you come to a big high school game they would be out of product in the first quarter you know if you oh, and wow. and so rob and i was like you know with our restaurant being down the street we've yeah. got a unique opportunity to really give support to the facility gotcha. and utilize what our knowledge is for doing concessions. And so the city, at that point in time, John Wack from the Fieldhouse was trying to move into town. Oh, and okay. he was looking at going over on Holland Road and building his facility over there. Oh. And so Parks and Rec was managing the sportsplex. Yeah. And at that, you know, the city, the city had some limitations with what they could do. Yeah. The, uh, uh, you know, development authority had started off and then passed it over to Parks and Rec. Okay. And Parks and Rec was, you know, they had a beautiful, beautiful pitch. I mean, the, the Bermuda, it was a gorgeous feel. Wow. And, but unfortunately, if it rained, they do a lot of damage to that field. 
Oh, yeah. And so yeah. sometimes there was going to be rain. They'd have to cancel events. Sometimes it was just cost prohibitive to hold events that were going to tear the field up. Yeah. And so, again, technology helped us out again. Gotcha. So we got lucky uh, for the second time because artificial turf had become a really good a good product that not only was, you know, it wasn't like the old 70s or the old Foreman Field artificial <laughs> turf. It was, yeah. you know, it's the... It, it's Concrete colored green. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brief stint at ODU, I played on that as well for wow. a little intramurals. But um, the, uh, so it's crumb rubber, it's got the crushed tires, but then it's yeah. got, you know, the synthetic grass. Yeah. And so it plays a lot better. It's, it's a lot better for all sports. Yeah. Uh, and so at the end of the day, we saw there was a need here. The facility wasn't doing as much as it could do. Yeah. The city was losing approximately $500,000 a year. Wow. And as one city councilman said, as long as Chuck cuts my grass, we save a half million dollars. Yeah. So yeah. they had a pro. This, this was the first soccer-only stadium in the country. Yeah. And they had a pro soccer stadium with no pro team because the Mariners and Pranos had already left. Mm -hmm. And then they built the National Training Center for field hockey. And unfortunately, the national team bailed on them and moved out, out west. Uh, so they were kind of in a scenario where they needed some programming. Yeah. And, it, it, and it wasn't the big programming that you think you can get. Yeah. And so our company came in. And because we can live off several different business models, I mean, different revenues. Yeah. You know, we can do food, we can do sponsorships, and we can do rental. Gotcha. And that make that made our company a little bit more versatile than some of the other companies that just came in and wanted to do one one business. Oh gosh. Gotcha. So yeah, okay. so if so if we had a high school game, it might not be a lot of rent, but we might make some concessions. Money. Yeah. Gotcha. So we could keep things affordable. We actually lowered the prices at the at the training center. Oh, for field wow. hockey, okay, and our business model was to really get out and get all these clubs and get all these teams to come utilize this facility, wow. and not just Virginia Beach. I yeah. mean, that, yeah. that was the problem with field hockey. You had a, a Olympic quality field hockey facility, but you had kids from outside of Virginia Beach who didn't think they were good enough to play on there. And it's not that you're not good enough to play on there. It just yeah. was very... It was expensive. Yeah, yeah. And so we could make it bigger. And by doing so, it went from one club to now we have five clubs. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it went from just the beach schools. Now, don't get me wrong. Cox and First Colonial are still the best two teams in the country. <laughs> but yeah. you saw the great, we just saw Great Bridge come over and win a state championship for level four. Yeah. We just saw Pocosin come over and win a state championship. We've seen Lakeland. Wow. We've seen some, you know, Western Branch has gotten really good. They made it to the semifinal yeah. or they made it to the finals. Uh, you know, so now you're starting to see Hampton Roads be able to utilize this facility. That's great. And it, it really, I think it's really opened it up. And that's a turf field too as well. So that's, yeah. a yeah, that's the old school AstroTurf, which okay. is, it's a water-based turf. Gotcha. And so what we have to do is we have to shoot our water cannons on it. And uh -huh. we just hosted a two months of USA field hockey. Wow. We have we have now lured them back, hopefully for good. Nice. Now their youth programming, their adult, I mean, their uh, national team is going to compete and train out of North Carolina. Gotcha. But their youth, you know, youth training will, will uh, do summers here, wow. which is what really adds to uh, 
the numbers of economic impact and things like that for the facility. Well, and I noticed coming in, um, because both complexes now have that, that multi-use type service, uh, surface, I noticed, for instance, today you've got lacrosse uh, that yes. are out there. So it's great to be able to see so many different sports that basically, as long as they're on some sort of traditional field size, can use it. I mean, so basically, I mean, out, outside of what basketball and and, and baseball, <laughs> you well, can you we can have, we do get your uh, we do get Coach Zell to come over and hit because nice. Ocean Lakes is one of the wettest. Wettest uh, facilities in the city. Oh, wow. And so they even funny. use the turf for So field. he'll go over yeah. and do ground balls and do some uh, infield over on the wow. uh, AstroTurf. Nice. We've had, Ocean, we've had Ocean Lakes, Coach Thornton for the women's team. We've had the men's team and the baseball team all over here on the same day because wow. their, their fields have been so, uh, so overrun with water. But, yeah, yeah. That, and that was the key. The key gotcha. was, all right, here's how we're going to save – Save the we're going to save the city five hundred thousand, but yeah. we had to invest one point two million of our own dollars into the facility, wow. and we've invested almost two million or a little over two million over the last twelve years. Wow. And what we did was the first thing was the turf, yeah, and the turf was about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, and by getting the 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 multi sport multi use, yeah, uh, we opened it up for not just soccer, which okay. is one of our biggest tenants, yeah, and one of our biggest uses. But, like you said, lacrosse, which is just blowing up, and it's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. And we've hosted the Major League Lacrosse. We've hosted uh, UVA playing uh, the Naval Academy. Oh, we wow. get In March, we get a ton of Division Three lacrosse that comes in because oh, we're wow. halfway to Florida. Yeah. So now we've got teams from upstate New York and New England and because yeah. they have to take bus rides. Yeah. So instead of going all the way down to Florida, they can come here. And we have great partners at the oceanfront. Yeah. Uh, Robin Fuller over at uh, the Marriott Properties. And oh, yeah. we also have partnerships with Hampton Inn and Doubletree. John over at Doubletree. Yeah. And so in March, it's spring break for colleges. Yeah. And we can get them great rates. Wow. So, and then we've got food partners like Why Not and Tropical Smoothie. So we get them box lunches. We, oh, we had, at one point in time, we had a different college lacrosse team and three different Why Nots. On the same night, so <laughs> so it, Tony was pretty happy. Tony with loves you. it. Yeah, yeah. Tony's <laughs> Tony's been great. Tony's That's awesome. Tony has seen the value in sports yeah. as he's as like. There's a lot of uh, local business owners that understand sports, uh, the yeah. value of it, and what it's done. And yeah. you know, we've talked about it before, and with our CVB stuff. Yeah. You know, sports is what came back first. Yeah. I mean, sports. Sports is what can drive this economy for twenty, you know, for twelve months. Yeah. It, sports is 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 what's really going to make us a year round destination. Gotcha. And sports checks all the boxes. It's yeah. got the families. It's got the you know. It's it's got all you know between the youth when the younger the the younger the kids are, the more the family they bring. Yeah, you know your grandparents and your aunts and uncles, <laughs> and they turn and it turns into vacations. Yeah. yeah. Luckily enough, we have, we've got the beach, you know, so yeah. we've got something to offer. And even in November, December, it, it's pretty nice, yeah. you know. As yeah. I, I joke about this Division Three lacrosse, in March, New England came down one year, and, and they played Christopher Newport on Sunday. It was 75 degrees. On Monday, it snowed. <laughs> but, but now, of course, the snow was not, you know, 
Yeah. I told the coach, I was like, Coach, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do about the snow. He's like, Chuck, we're just going to run around on it, and it'll go away because where we just came from, it's seven feet. You know, <laughs> so our snow is yeah. not is not their snow. It's all relative. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so what, we you know we invested 1.2 million into the facility, wow. and it's been it's been a great investment for us, yeah. and it's been a great investment for the city. Yeah. So, you know, by us fixing the problem, if you know, of the sportsplex, yeah. when you started talking about the arena, when you started talking about building the sports center, yeah. if the sportsplex wouldn't have been fixed or the or the appearance of the sportsplex not being fixed, yeah. those projects would never have happened. Yeah. The the local taxpayers would have crucified the politicians and the and the uh, decision makers because they would have said, Hey, you know, what, what are you doing with that sportsplex? Well, nobody says that anymore. Like today, a yeah. perfect example. You're coming in on August, yeah. and you've got JP over at Virginia Wesleyan College. He's got 150 kids doing a Wesleyan lacrosse camp of all ages. Wow. You've got Rush, which is one of our biggest tenants. Yeah. They're doing a, a, a camp in conjunction with CHKD Sports Medicine, which is another one of our big partners. Yeah. And then you've got Nike doing a field hockey camp. Plus, you've got some training on field two. So even during days that you don't think are going to be busy, it's just yeah. not your Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. It's year-round. And that's what the turf gives you. Yeah, That's the beauty of the turf. That's yeah. why the investment in the turf needs to be made. And the city's done it across the street. Lauren's done it next door with HRSC. Yeah, We've done it. We'd like to do more. We'd like to expand and put some more out here. Oh, okay. And at the end of the day... It would, you know, that between the turfs and between building the, your two indoor facilities, yeah, that's what's going to give Virginia Beach year-round sports sustainability. Wow. Well, and kind of along that same line, do you, like, where do you see this go? I mean, it's one of those, when you and I were growing up, I mean, we, we played rec ball. We went, you got your one game on Saturday, and, and you were lucky if you had to drive more than four miles to go most right. most of those games we were literally playing in, in our own elementary schools or two two elementary schools over and nowadays and, and i mean my family was a perfect example i mean there were there were times where you're driving six seven eight hours for for a tournament to go to a particular site um do, where do you see that going i mean is that just going to continue to grow i mean is there is there a breaking point for for youth sports from a travel standpoint? So, you know, the club element is definitely here to stay. Yeah. And, you know, some people like it. Some people don't. Yeah. Some people reminisce about the old rec league. Yeah. The good thing about clubs is it's a year-round component. Yeah. Whereas when we were kids, you know, you did a few weeks of this. You know, you did your season of this. You had a little time off. You did your season of this. You had a little time off. Yeah. And depending upon how active you want your kid to be, the clubs can provide that support for them. Gotcha. We are big, big proponents of multi-sport, multi-use. Gotcha. That's why we love the turf. That's yeah. why we love the different sports that are on the turf. Yeah. You know, we have, we have Rush Soccer Club. That's our biggest partner. Yeah. They have over 2,000 kids. Wow. And they train year-round. And they have little four-year-olds that play in the little pug goals, you know, <laughs> 10 weeks in the spring and yeah. 10 weeks in the fall. 
to introduce. So that's usually wow. the earliest you can do something is four years old. Yeah. And that's there's no goalkeepers. It's just, hey, let them run around, have fun, and just start getting out into sports. Yeah. But then we also have Legacy Lacrosse. Legacy Lacrosse is a men's and women's component or program. Oh, okay. And they have they have what's called first stick. Yeah. Where they you you can buy your you know because lacrosse you can be it's a little overwhelming sometimes you you're like oh I got to get all this stuff she she puts it down you you join you get a stick you get a ball you run around you throw the ball around you play and oh, again cool. you can enjoy it nice. again five six years old you're talking about that we have Mustangs football that's good that has moved yeah. and Mustangs are a now very successful very program. successful yeah. program wow they've just left Pop Warner and gone independent. Which oh. is, uh, it's allowed them the flexibility of playing some of the better teams from across the country. Gotcha. In August, he has a team, he has, he has a group of teams coming in from Cleveland. Wow. He has a group of teams coming in from Baltimore. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so this really That's cool. kind of gets him some, you know, some flexibility yeah. that Pop Warner didn't let him do. Okay. But, again... He starts that program off. You're probably about eight eight years old, yeah. but then also we have seven on seven, yeah. which is you know and, and you know I would maintain that you don't need to hit and play football in pads all year round. Gotcha. And I think that's uh, something that a lot of people would say. Yeah. And so the beauty of that is seven on seven is in the spring, and that leads you up into the summer, and then then you go into to tackle in the late summer and so, so really. For a lot of these students, the misconception may be that that because it's quote unquote club or or what a lot of people probably have called travel over the years is the fact that you can still do an awful lot and and basically not have to leave town. Right, it doesn't have to be these, right. especially because we are so lucky to have complexes like this where you can kind of do a lot of stuff. I mean, the mom can bring them and, and either drop them off in the morning if it's a summer program or if it's in if it's during the school year where they're able to do it in the afternoon so we're able to retain a lot of that talent right here and not put that much of a strain on on some of the families who maybe aren't in a position to do that so that's that's great that we have so much of this available right here in our backyard well that's you know and it, it absolutely can do that yeah. and that's and the facilities that are turfed and then have partnerships with people like CHKD Sports Medicine. Yeah. You know, we have athletic trainers at almost all of our events. Oh, wow. So even when they're little kids, all the way up, and that's all provided by CHKD Sports Medicine. Oh, that's and then great. today, they have a, a, a sports training uh, component that they partner with Rush. Okay. You know, so that's, they're, they're teaching kids, and these are young kids, but they're yeah. teaching them how to run the right way. They're teaching them how to do the right things. Oh, that's and that's cool. the beauty of these camps. And, and you know, in field hockey, uh, field hockey's our biggest. Yeah. You know, we absolutely, you know, if you have a young girl that wants to play sports and wants to go D1, I always say get her into field hockey. <laughs> because the beauty of having this turf, yeah. it's not like these other sports. You can play lacrosse or football or, or uh, uh, soccer yeah. on any kind, you know, grass, turf, whatever. Yeah. And it's not really going to change the effect of how you play. Yeah. But field hockey, to play Division One, yeah. you have to know how to play on this turf. Ah. This water-based turf is so proprietary towards field hockey now. Okay. And so to, to know how, so these kids, 
these kids that have grown up in this market yeah. just really get the benefit from, wow. you know, and now they're starting. There's a Virginia Beach Field Hockey League. Dina Reardon does a great job wow. of getting these kids out there. Again, kind of like a first stick program. Yeah. Just, you know, not you're not scoring. You're not, you're not keeping score. You're just going around. You're hitting the ball. You're doing, you know, you're learning how to get stick skills, and you're learning how to do things, That's learning cool. how to do things the right way. And, you know, this year, one of the other events we talked about earlier, USA came back and they did the U21 national training for the men's and women's. Oh, wow. And they picked the national team here in June. And this year's the first year that we've had two girls from Virginia Beach make the national team. Wow. So, yes. And ironically enough, we had Haley Randall, uh, formerly Haley Schleicher, from First Colonial. Yeah. And we had Leah Krauss from Cox. Wow. So it was great to see that we had two girls. And we had a girl from each school, which, ironically enough, are the best. It's pretty insane that yeah. two schools that are a mile apart are nationally ranked year in and year out. Yeah. We bring teams in October to come down from Kentucky, upstate New York. I mean, there's teams that want to come play these guys so bad that they'll come. <laughs> and wow. they usually get beat. Yeah. And so, and so that's why I'm like, hey, thank I, I appreciate you coming and playing yeah. first colonial, but I'm sorry they just I'm sorry they just beat you, but yeah. uh, you come back next year and Cox will do that's the same great. thing. Wow! But it's uh yeah, it, it's just a field hockey in Virginia Beach has a really strong tradition now, yeah. and it dates back before the turf because of some of the t- programs. Oh yeah! But it, it's really now with the turf and with USA coming back. For their youth programming, yeah. it's back to the to the way that was that was intended to be. That's great. So, from a business sense, um, what would you say have been some of the lessons learned? Because to your credit, um, you guys took over. Um, you you worked your way through um, what was a, a major crash in 08 and 09. Um, you've worked your way through a pandemic. Um, and and as evidenced by today, I mean, I walk, I pull into the parking lot expecting it to be your truck and mine, and and the place is just packed. Right. Um, so to your credit, I mean, you you have managed to to be successful through some tough times. What were some of those lessons learned, especially from a business standpoint, that have helped you kind of keep things going over the years? Yeah, it was. Uh... We have had some times. So our first proposal, when we went to the city of Virginia Beach and we said, all right, here's what we want to do. We're going to invest a little over a million dollars in your facility. We're going to save you 500 grand. And we're going to take your events. You're only doing 15 events a year. Wow, that's all they were doing. Yeah, they at the sportsplex, at the field hockey. They probably did 50 between the two facilities. Okay. And they were probably doing about fifty to seventy-five thousand people a year. Okay. We we do a thousand events because you got to if you count every practice and every, yeah. and we do over a million people. And wow. so we said that when we when we came in, that we were going to take it from there to there. But one of our components, because we still owned Hometown Heroes, yeah, was we were going to build, uh, we were going to build a shopping center. We had permission oh, okay. to build a shopping center in the front, right in front of field hockey. Okay. And it was going to have a hometown heroes and a hometown juniors, 
and it was going to have uh, it was going to have Tidewater Sports and Collectibles. Yes. It was going to have a, a a Virginia. It was called Field Hockey Plus Soccer Store that was at Lynn Haven. Yes. Okay. There was a table sports store which was over at uh, Newport News. So we had all these mom and pops. Yeah. Because nostalgically, I'm thinking of this, you know, this nice, <laughs> this great little shopping center yeah. with all these great little mom and pops. And it's you are walking around on a Saturday. You're going to have a little, you get your hair cut. You get your, you know. Nice. And the 2008 smashed that in the face. Wow. And we everybody went out of business. Yeah. Hometown Heroes was the only company that made it through it. Wow. And, and the other, all my, every one of my other mom and pops that I have on that sheet went out of business. Wow. And so we said, all right, we got to re- re- rethink this. <laughs> I mean, at that point in time, they were talking about shutting down malls like Chesapeake yeah. Square and Lynn Haven. And so how, who would build a, you know, who's going to finance a, a shopping center? So yeah. we kind of went back on that. And then we, uh, you know, we kept moving forward. And, and then we came to, like you said, then we had the pandemic. We got through that. That was fun. Yeah. And then we got into the pandemic. And then now we get shut down for months yeah. not any activity yeah. you know you can't sell you can't do sponsors you can't sell food you can't have activity yeah. and it was tough it was yeah. tough I, but I think to answer your question you know we've kept ourselves flexible by we do a lot of this work ourselves okay. so our company is not a lot of people gotcha. we our business model is to go out to Virginia Beach Public Schools we had the Big Ten come in we have USA, we have the I mean the the, the Mustangs. Yeah. We rent to those businesses or to those gotcha. those leagues or teams, gotcha. and then we help them put the event on. Yeah. And then we try to do food and beverage, and then we also do uh, we do sponsorships. Okay. And so those were our three revenue streams. Yeah. And the way we saved, you know, a lot of the money that we saved from the city was a lot of, you know, a lot of salary positions. And, oh, and gotcha. so by keeping ourselves lean and being able to, to work through lean times, yeah. that's what's really helped us out. Wow. And so we, we didn't get you know, overextended. We didn't, yeah. you know, we, we really worked on what we needed to work on. Gotcha. And that's helped us get through the tough times. And, and it makes it easier for, yeah. and, and it makes it easier for us to expand because at the end of the day, our partners like Rush and Legacy Lacrosse and Mustangs and Virginia Beach Field Hockey League, yeah. as they grow, you know, we, we're, we're pretty much out of space right now. Okay. Our, next, our only next steps are to increase, to put more turf, to move some dirt around and create some open space okay. and to create some more things. That's what I was going to ask. That ironically, that was going to be my next question. Is kind of what do you see on the horizon for hometown sports and and maybe sports in general for for this whole complex? Well, we have some areas over at the field hockey that are there's a lot of dirt that's kind of built up okay. that we've talked about potentially partnering with the city and okay. asking if we can move that and open that up and make that grass space. Oh, gotcha. And then we okay. could take the back grass space and turf. We can make one big stretch of turf yeah. and put lights back there. Oh, and nice. what that would do is that would give us three turfs over here, three crumb rubber turfs yeah. with lights. And then we would have two of the water-based turfs. And then wow. we would have the open space, that the, the little 
four-year-olds and six-year-olds could play. Gotcha. And okay. then, so, you know, we are a part of a bigger picture over here. And we've yeah. always felt that way. Yeah. And, you know, in the city, the city did a great job. I mean, this property, you know, you could talk to Lewis and about how, uh, Lewis Jones, about how people gave him grief because they said back in the 80s, I think it was, when R.G. Moore went out of business, yeah. they bought a 1,000 acres from him. And they oh, said, oh, you're bailing out, you're bailing out these <laughs> developers. Yeah. Well, who's got the last laugh now? Yeah. I mean, so we've worked with, and we're working with Sports Marketing and CVB and Nancy Hellman and, and Danny Tim and those guys. And, and those guys have been great to help That's great. focus on this bigger picture. Yeah. And this bigger picture is, you know, look at, look at our assets. Yeah. You know, look what you have. They've done a tremendous job in building that indoor, mm-hmm. but also look at what you've done for the outdoor. You've got you've got a PGA golf course yeah. that's right over here that uh, you know Mark Leishman, an Olympian, is training out of. Wow. Then you transition to next to that one of the, the one of the best uh, uh, youth programs for golf with First Tee. Yeah. With YMCA, I mean that's just a top-rate program they do over there. Yeah. Then you come over here to the Sportsplex. This has hosted the highest-level professional sports in Virginia. Wow. Now the Redskins aren't in Virginia, so yeah. at the end of the day, the when we had uh, the Destroyers, Marty yeah. Schottenheimer. Yeah, I mean we expanded this facility to fourteen thousand seats. Wow. You know we had Marty Schottenheimer here for one game. Nancy Pelosi. Denzel Washington's son, who's on Ballers, he played on that one. He played before he went and became an actor. Yeah. He actually still played for the Sacramento team. So ah. Dennis Green, the old Vikings coach, was his coach. Wow. So we, I mean, we had some great events here. Yeah. Mar- uh, Marty called Bill Cower. He gave Bill Cower his first job. So Bill came out here and flipped the coin. Uh, Jerry great. Glanville did play-by-play every every Saturday up in the booth, uh, local guys, William Fuller, yeah. Bruce Smith would come out. Wow. It was, it was just a great sports atmosphere. Yeah. But yeah, so this facility has hosted that. Plus back when the Mariners built the, you know, the facility, yeah. they hosted DC United. They had 7,500 people. Yeah. And so you've had the, we've had the Olympic team come out and play. The Olympic team's been here before us with the city. Wow. And they've been out here after that with us to play Argentina and we were actually supposed to have them this summer to play Canada, but COVID kind of stopped that. Oh, but gosh. you've got the Olymp so you've got Olympic level field hockey, professionals, all we had major league lacrosse, so all the professional sports. Wow. Plus you have the indoor facility. Yeah. And what John Wack has done over there, it's the only multi indoor turf in the in the city. Wow. Actually in Hampton Roads. Yeah. So you have all his you have all the basketball in there, you have all the outdoor volleyball. That he's now developed. We have a 5K course here that we kind of stumbled across our first year. Really? So we do, we do Color Me Rad. We do the Muddy Princess, which is all female mud race. We just hosted the Bone Frog. We actually had probably the first uh, obstacle course race coming back off the pandemic with this year because we had it in uh, I think it was in April. We had the Bone Frog, and then we had Muddy Princess in May. And so we, so we have, and Color Me Rad, and when Color Me Rad, now that's the race where they throw the little color cornstarch yeah. on you. <laughs> color Me Rad at one point in time had 9,000 walkers slash runners. Wow. So what we do is we, they, we have them rent the amphitheater. Okay. And they use that parking and they walk over. 
And uh, so we don't shut down any roads. We don't shut down any, uh, we have no resources used by the city and we can host wow. some of the biggest 5Ks in the market. And so wow. we've got that course. So you can do an entire 5K and not shut down a single street. Not shut down a single street. That's huge. Oh yeah, no, we, and that's wow. why the city's kind of, you know, they're pretty much full at the oceanfront. They've yeah. been pushing them out here. So then wow. you go from having the 5K course to across the street, you've got the Prince Sand Athletic Complex managed yeah. by the city. Which is it's a great complex. Yeah. Beautiful. They've got yeah. four turfs with lights, yeah. four Bermudas. So they've got eight rectangulars. They're the only eight uh, softball pod in Hampton Roads. Yeah. So they host all the biggest softball activity. Yeah. And then, you know, so they host, they're just, a, and if it's a great synergy between, we do a lot of events. Yeah. U.S. small colleges comes over, rents their facility, plays their games all the way up to their championship, and comes over to the, uh, to the stadium. That's but then cool. on the other side of that, you've got the Cal Ripken Jr. field, yeah. which is the only turf baseball field in the city uh, in conjunction with Green Run Little League. Then you come across the street, you've got the 50-meter pool, the only 50-meter pool in Hampton Roads, KDRS Wilson, wow. and the Tide Swim Club do a tremendous, yeah. uh, uh, the, the things that they do over there. They had Olympians a few months ago, before you know, pre, they had pre-trials, before the Olympics, so they had wow. some people over here, and then if you don't, if that's not enough venues or sports <laughs> for you, you go across the street to Lauren Bland, and she's got twenty six soccer fields, yeah. which wow. two of them are lit, and yeah. she hosts uh, the biggest, you know, the clubs, all the biggest club yeah. activity. Wow. Not to mention they also manage a little event called sand soccer down yeah. at the ocean yeah. front. So, wow, I, I mean this. People would die to have those assets. Yeah. There's there's cities and municipalities. If you told them that you had all that within, you know, a baseball's throw, they would be they'd be very jealous. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Uh, what we have, what the city has, and what we can focus on. Again, the the yeah. turf and and the indoor can really make us a year round. And it's great not just for Virginia Beach, but really for all of Hampton Roads. Um, but you know. That the biggest thing that we want to get out is yeah. that if you have a young athlete or a young you know boy or girl it doesn't matter, this is the area you want to bring them to. Yeah. When John Wack and I first started talking about doing this, our, we said our goal first of all we said let's call everything the Sportsplex, which was probably a bad move because now everything gets inundated to us and <laughs> half of, half of it's his uh, half of it's his stuff. So yeah. we were like all right. Because he was under construction and we were already built. Yeah. So, like, everybody, come to the sportsplex, come to the sportsplex. But the, the, you come to the sportsplex. The, the, the goal is you're going to throw Susie or Johnny in, your, in the minivan, yeah. and you're going to have a bunch of sticks and a bunch of uniforms in the back of the truck, <laughs> and you're coming here. You don't know what sports you're doing because you can't remember. But, you know, it's like, all right, well, maybe tonight's field hockey. Maybe tonight's indoor. Yeah. Maybe tonight's, uh, you know, uh, lacrosse. But I mean, that's the key again. Yeah. Getting keeping the kids busy, and and we were really pride ourselves on opening up when we did yeah. and, and getting back into the swing of things. That's great. And that's the luxury a private company yeah. could do. Yeah. You know, that's things that schools just can't make those decisions. Uh, public, you know, the the city could, couldn't make some of those decisions. Yeah. But it, it, you know, you saw the private companies. And that's why it's important to have these public-private partnerships. Yeah, yeah. We have more flexibility than the municipalities. We have more flexibility than the schools. Yeah. And, and we can do things 
uh, a little bit different and a little, we can be a little more aggressive on some things and we can be a little more accommodating on things. Yeah. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, that's why, you know, it's a great idea to build the $68 million indoor facility, but it's even a better idea to have a private company manage it. It's great to have TPC Golf Course, but now you have a private company that manages it. Yeah. You have all these assets and you have these private, you know, the sportsplex and field hockey was built by the city of Virginia Beach. And, and as you see around us, yeah. it is maintained. Yeah. And I, I have to really thank them. I mean, right now we're in the starts of a $7 million remodelization project. Wow. That's, you know, that this facility needed. Yeah. It was 25 years old. Yeah. But it's something the city has identified. You know, Bobby Dyer's come out here several times. He brought the brand new city manager, Patrick, out here. That's and so they know the economic impact that sports creates. And they know that these venues need to be kept up. And during the pandemic, when you're talking about CIP budgets getting taken away, we still, they left the $2 million in here, and they'll be finished with that project here in December. Wow. And they'll be starting another $2 million project going into next year. And then we have money budgeted from there on out for the next three or four years. Wow. And that's what's going to get this place back to looking yeah. brand new the way it was designed to be. And again, our, our, and our, we, we invest money too. Yeah. You know, as we yeah. joked earlier, the, you know, the place was on dial-up when we took it over. <laughs> we have now installed fiber. I think we've installed three different, you know, uh, different types of uh, uh, cable or internet service in yeah. the facility. And the pandemic, the one really good thing that came out of the pandemic was streaming. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we went and bought some cameras because, uh -huh. the, you know, we opened up in May. Yeah. When none of the schools, nobody else was open. And the governor's like, all right, you guys can open, but you can't have any parents there. Uh, and so we had, yeah. so we went out and bought cameras and we started streaming. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're not going to lie to you. The first, if you go back on our Facebook page <laughs> and you see the first couple games, uh, it doesn't look like it looks like now. Yeah. It, it's, uh, we, have, we have progressed. Let's, yeah. uh, wow. But we had parents out in the parking lots during rec league games honking their horns for kids because they couldn't be in here to watch the game. That's so They'd cool. watch it on their phone. Wow. And so what that's led us to is doing our own streaming. And now we've done it for every sport. Wow. Last year, the Big Ten, when the Big Ten came in town, yeah. they, they took our feed, put it on the Big Ten network. The uh, USA, cool. USA put, took all our feeds and wow. put it on their YouTube page all this, all this summer. Um, the high schools allowed us to do our own feed. And we did announcers. And we've, we've, we've really gotten to the point where it's been a really good product. That's really cool. That's awesome. So for those who are looking to connect with you and your team, um, whether it's on the club side, whether it's on the facility side, I mean, wh whatever the case may be, how do they reach you? Where, where do they find information? Yeah, just uh, my email is chuck at beachsportsplex.com. Okay. Or they can call the office number 757 427-2990. Perfect. Well, Chuck, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and, and talk to the listeners. And thank you for all you've done for the sports community in Hampton Roads, um, both both in your prior uh, professional life and, and now with the Sportsplex. Um, it's greatly appreciated. You're, you're a great voice for for not just the sports community, but the, the, the tourism and visitors. Um, 
uh, for all you do to, to bring what is a huge economic driver for the, for the Hampton Roads community and specifically for Virginia Beach. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Well, thank you for coming back. Absolutely. And thank you to listeners at Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.